0: This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 192. Let's go. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host. He stayed in diapers until he was 24. Months. Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Paplin here. Thank you so much for joining me in session 192 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. This is the first of three in a series of podcasts that I'll be uh, recording here for you that are going to be really important in the life of SPI, the life of a brand new visitor to Smart Passive Income, and anybody out there who is on their journey to building a successful online business, to creating passive income for themselves. Back in February of 2011, I published a series of three episodes, 15, 16, and 17. A lot of you who have listened to SPI have listened to those episodes, and they were an introduction to different types of passive income generated online and what goes along with each of them. How do you get started? What are those monetization methods like? Who's it right for? All those kinds of things. And combined those three episodes, number 15, 16, and 17, they've accounted for three quarters of a million downloads, definitely uh, three of the top five downloaded episodes of all time here on the SPI podcast. These upcoming three sessions, 192, 193, and 194, I'm hoping they're going to be just as popular, if not more, because I'm essentially re-recording them with more updated information. I've been getting a lot of people asking me, well, you always reference episodes 15, 16, and 17. They're great for starting out. They sound perfect, but are those things still relevant today? And my answer is yes, for the most part. And that for the most part part is what scares people the most. So I wanted to create something updated, relevant for today. And like I said, I've picked up a number of things along the way. So here we go. We're going to get started by talking about first, what why is passive income important anyway? I know a lot of you who are listening to this have heard this already, but some of you are listening to SPI for the first time because- I've told you to listen to this episode first. So passive income is really important to understand in a number of different facets. One, what it could do for you in terms of generating an income. The idea of passive income is that you get to do it without actually having to do work, comma, because you've already put in that hard work. You're working hard now so you could reap the benefits later. There's never any account where you can just push a button and money will come in without you having to do anything. You're always going to have to do work put in the time, put in the research and put in these blood, sweat and effort and the mistakes and the failures along the way in order to find that success. There's, of course, a lot of different ways to generate a passive income, not just online business, although I feel like it's the number one way to do that. And I'll tell you why in a second. But there's a lot of other forms of passive income, for example, real estate investments or investing in mutual funds or stocks or, you know, things like that. There's a lot of different ways to do it. But I feel online business is the best. And the reason is because you have the most control over what you can do. And there is a lot more upside than there is downside. And so that's why I recommend if you're getting started with passive income, it is the idea of building a business that can be created in a way that can automatically serve an audience and therefore serve you. There's a lot of different methods to do that, which is what we're going to go over. But there is one final thing I wanna mention before we get started into the specifics of what you can do. The number one thing I wanna mention is that passive income is never 100% passive. What? No, it's true. Even with real estate and the stock market investments that you do and all that, all those kinds of things, nothing is a hundred percent passive. You can't just walk away from something forever. There is upkeep involved. You will have to check on your properties. You will have to update your portfolios as the market changes over time. And you will have to update and keep up with what's going on with your online business. But the whole idea is you can create something in a way that sells a product that gets advertisement payments and a whole number of other things, which we're going to talk about in terms of monetization. But you could set those things up in a way where they are always open. It's like building a store online 24-7, 365 days a year, open even on holidays. And people can come to your website, come to your business, find you, purchase whatever it is that you have to offer without you actually having to be there to fulfill that transaction. There are systems of automation that you can put into place to allow that to happen. And we're going to talk about this. My formal definition for passive income, and like I said, there's a lot of different definitions of it, but mine is, for the purposes of this particular session, and everything that you see across the Smart Passive Income brand is this. You are building online businesses that take advantage of systems of automation that allow transactions, cash flow, and growth to happen without requiring a real-time presence. Yes, you can still grow your business without you actually having to physically be there all the time to make it grow to a point where when you stop, it stops. That's the cool thing about passive income. When you stop, it doesn't stop. Your business is then working for you instead of always the other way around. You are not trading your time for money. The thing when you trade your time for money is when you stop trading your time, you stop getting money. No, this is investing your time up front to create these uh, valuable experiences and products for your audience so that you can continually reap those benefits Later, And so that's what we're gonna talk about. But again, like I said, nothing is 100% passive. You can walk away, but not forever. So again, this allows you to inject a lot of flexibility in your life. This is what allows me to, for example, go with my wife to drop off and pick up my son every day from school. It's what allows us to do our grocery shopping on a random Tuesday at 1 p.m. when there's nobody there and there's a ton of parking available. It's what allows us to just on any day say, you know what, let's take a break today Kids have been well-behaved. Why don't we go to, I don't know, Legoland and just enjoy the day? So that's what's special to me. That's what passive income allows me to do is have that freedom and that flexibility with my time and to be able to be fully present with my kids and my family. For you, your goals might be different. Passive income might allow you to travel more. It might allow you to be able to build businesses on the go. And it might allow you to, again, do other things that, I can't even think of right now. So whatever it is for you, you need to realize what that is, so that you can have motivation to work forward toward that. And uh, like I said, it's it's a great tool to use to enhance your life and the lives of others around you. Okay, so let's get started. What kinds of passive income can you generate online? What can you expect from them? How do you get started? And 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 you know what do you do? Well, I need to tell you before we start selecting a monetization strategy or trying to figure out how a particular business model can fit into your life, we have to lay down the foundation. And that foundation is the fact that a successful business, a successful anything online is one that provides value and serves others in some way, shape, or form. And that is so important to understand because even back in 2011, when I created the first kind of iteration of this kind of podcast episode, this kind of overall uh, overview of, of passive income, I didn't truly understand that. It was working for me, but I didn't—I couldn't nail it down. And I, I forget where I heard it or, or what it was, but it was just it's just been a lesson that I've learned over time. And that is, the better you can serve your audience, the more you will get back in return. That's why I always say, I have this saying, your earnings are a byproduct of how well you serve your audience. And again, you could serve your audience in an automated fashion. And this is where this passive income comes from. But I just wanted to lay down that foundation because it's so important to understand because for the longest time, and people still do this today, they build something without doing the proper research, without understanding the pains, problems, needs, and wants of a particular audience, who their target customer might be, who their target reader or subscriber might be. They just build something, and it's important to do that. It's important to, to build, of course, right? But they build it without understanding who it's for exactly, and then they try to force people into it. It's like creating a product and saying, hey guys, look how great my product is. If you like this, come, come. And that kind of works sometimes and a lot of times it does not. But if you can pinpoint a particular niche, a market, a group of people and truly understand what they're going through, what their pains are, their struggles are, what it is that they want, what's, what are they looking for that they can't get yet or maybe they get a halfway solution for that you can then come in and build something better. It's when you understand that that it changes just your whole mindset around why we do what we do anyway. So I just wanted to share that before we get into the specifics of how you generate a passive income, because I don't want to say a particular method and just have you think that you could just build that thing and automatically money's gonna come flowing into your accounts. It just doesn't work like that. There's a lot of things that have to happen before this, but this helps frame your mind around what kind of business might work for you. So when I get into this, I'm gonna talk about who these uh, business models are for, They might be for you, they might not be for you. And I I will say that. I'm gonna share a lot of them over the course of these next three episodes. And a lot of them you might not resonate with, but they're good to understand because you might evolve over time. But more importantly, your audience might evolve over time. So this could be an episode that you might listen to way in the future to come back to you to see if there's anything you might be missing or you might be uh, halfway giving a solution to your audience when there might be something in here that could help you help your audience even more. So that's what I wanted to share with you up front. So let's get right into it. If you're just starting out, <laughs> this is what I mentioned in the last post that has been getting the most questions nowadays and why I wanted to address this and why I wanted this uh, to be mentioned first. In the last episode, 15, I had mentioned the idea of article writing. Now, article writing used to be a thing uh, that people would do in the past where they would literally write an article and they would publish it on a website where other people were also publishing their articles too. So, this became a sort of library of articles that people can go to and read, and people would find those articles through Google searches or links or social sharing and that kind of thing. But the thing is, if you author those articles, there are advertisements on those articles, and that article website would potentially share those earnings with you if people ended up clicking on those ads. And this worked out really well. I did this for a while on a site called eHow, ehow.com. It doesn't do revenue sharing anymore, so then I switched over to a website called infobarrel.com, and I had made a few thousand dollars on those websites, and it was really cool because you could just write an article and post it up and publish it, do whatever you can to share it on social media and things like that, and then if people clicked on links, you would see an income. And I saw hundreds of dollars coming in every single month from a set of articles that I wrote way back in December of 2008, and for years, those were producing an income without me having to do anything because I had already done the work. And that was a cool thing. And why I mentioned that first, because it was really easy to do. You didn't have to build your own website. There was already this website that was a content library for you to publish on. But then Google laid the smack down a couple years on these article farms is what they ended up calling them. And those articles do not even rank anymore in Google. So it's impossible to get traffic to those articles. So it's impossible to make money on those articles in this fashion. So I wouldn't recommend article writing for revenue share anymore because it's just a practice that does not pay off. And I would much rather have you write your own articles for your own site so you can start building a following that way. However, I do want to mention that there's one site out there that you can write on right now that will benefit you, not in terms of a revenue, at least up front, but it will benefit you in terms of practicing writing. And that that was a cool byproduct of actually sharing that initial article writing strategy for revenue share was that people just got used to writing and they didn't have to set up a blog to do that. There was something already created, a platform where they could write on. And that's great practice because if you want to succeed online, you're gonna to have to do a little bit of writing. You don't have to be a great writer. I was not a great writer at first. I've gotten better over time. You just do that naturally. But it's much easier to get started if there's a platform already. And there's one platform out there that I would recommend that you write on today called Medium. Medium, like small, medium, large. It's Medium. Medium.com. Now, medium.com, which is, the name is more for the sense of the platform or the method of which you are communicating, so that kind of medium. So medium.com is a great site, it's super well designed, and what you do is you write articles on it in the same way that you would do before, but it's not not anything you're going to make money from. There are no ads within the content, as far as I know, but the, the reader experience is amazing. And from a user perspective, in terms of an article writer, that is you, if you choose to go this way, if you're just getting started, it is a fantastic platform, easy to use, great practice for your writing. You're gonna to have to do some sort of writing, whether you create a blog, a video a channel, or a podcast. You're gonna to have to do some sort of writing at some point. And this is a great practice. And like I said, you could build a following on this platform too, which is really cool. So I recommend you check out medium.com. Like I said, not for generating an income, but for just practicing right now. If you are If you are hungry and you wanna start right now, go ahead and try it. Write a few articles, publish them. Just see what that's like. Feel what that's like to write something. Take that thing that's in your brain, put it on a screen, and then hit publish. It's a really cool feeling. It's gonna be a cool, quick win for you up front. And there's potential to build some great relationships, not just with followers too, but with other article writers. And uh, I think that, again, is a great, great way to start, especially for those of you who are a little apprehensive and don't wanna build your own website or pay for domains or any, any of that stuff yet, which, if you wanna build a business, you're gonna have to do that eventually. But- Don't be scared. It doesn't cost a whole lot to build a successful business. That's another benefit of building an online business is that it it doesn't cost that much to get started. It does cost time, but I'm gonna help you hopefully find success much faster than if you were on your own. So that's, that's why I'm here. Okay, so now we're gonna dive into a number of different income generation strategies. And some of these might resonate with you more than others, which is why I'm giving you the overview here. I will give you some details about each of these things in terms of what it takes to get started with them, what it's like, how much time it might take for you to find success with it, and those kinds of things, so you can see if they resonate with you or not, depending on your situation or where you're at, or just kind of what feels right to you. And I have a lot of experience with a lot of these income generation models, from uh, building a platform and an audience, and and then selling product, digital products, information products, membership sites, courses, uh, also, you know, physical products, which I personally don't have experience with yet. However, I've had a lot of conversations with people and also have featured a lot of people on the SPI podcast too. We're gonna be talking about that. Affiliate marketing, niche sites, authority sites, coaching, consulting, freelancing, all of those types of things. And so we're gonna be talking about these things in detail. But I first wanna start out with an income generation model that I have tried out before and uh, wasn't my cup of tea. Now, this is something that a lot of people are doing and they're doing very well and I wanted to share this because maybe this is something that some of you might get involved with. But again, I'm just giving you the overview here. However, I will say that what I'm about to say is not passive income. It is not passive income at all because once you stop, it stops. It's just like trading time for money and it becomes another job and that's why I don't really recommend this The idea is to create assets that help you build freedom and flexibility in your life and your schedule. And this definitely doesn't do that. But the other thing about this is you don't even need to be known in order to generate an income in this way. Okay, so what am I talking about? I'm talking about what I like to call arbitrage. And this is something, for example, like buying websites and then flipping them and selling them, just like real properties, physical properties, houses, buildings. You can do that with online properties too, websites and businesses. You could buy them and flip them, sell them off. People don't even need to know who you are really. There are other ways of doing some similar arbitrage strategies. For example, finding a product that has an affiliate commission that comes with it, meaning when you sell that product on behalf of another company or person, you do earn a commission. Affiliate marketing is great, but a lot of people do it in a way where they find a product, they don't even really even research it or even use it, but they then Buy cold traffic by promoting ads on Facebook or Google, and they drive traffic to that particular product through that ad and uh, hopefully get people to purchase it and then earn a commission that way. Now, again, you don't even need to be known in, in order for that to happen. You're just setting up a system, in which case you are showing somebody something they might need that they will click on. And then if they purchase, you earn that commission. This arbitrage thing uh, used to be very popular, and I actually tried it myself. I found a product on a website called clickbank.com. I just found one that had a, a decent commission, never even used it, but it sounded interesting. And so I promoted it by per, by buying literally $500 worth of advertising on Google AdWords. So AdWords are those ads that show up on a Google search on the sidebar or, or at the top. And uh, I didn't make any sales. I lost 500 bucks literally in a day because I wanted to try it out and see what it was like. And it just, it didn't feel right to me And You know, I want you to build something that is long term, that's going to continue to work for you over time. And in order to do that, the best way to do it is to build something that people are going to continually come back to. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to put your face out there like I do on Smart Passive Income. You don't have to do that, although we can talk more about what that means and why that might be important in a little bit or in another episode, perhaps. But really what it comes down to is building something that people will continually want to come back to. You are serving them in some way, shape, or form, whether through information, through software, what have you, and people trust you. They know, like, and trust you. As Jay Abraham says, he has this strategy of preeminence, which means becoming the most trusted advisor for a particular group of people. And when you can do that, they will continue to follow you to take your recommendations, to purchase products from you. They will become repeat customers. They will pay monthly to have access to you or the thing that you have created for them. And that's how you build a long-term business. That's how you create passive income. It's not by this arbitrage thing where nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows that there's a person behind this connection between that product and uh, that person or that nobody knows who the person is that's really flipping that website. They don't care. So how can you create something long-term in that way where maybe all the websites that there are to buy dry up? Or these affiliate products just sever their affiliate relationships for whatever reason, or die out. And you know how how are you building trust with anyone in that sense? You're not. You're kind of this person behind the scenes that's kind of just playing this game with uh you know products and advertising. So I don't want to get into that. If that's you, then you know the rest of this episode's not going to matter to you. The rest of the other couple episodes that are coming aren't going to matter to you either. What I want to talk about are legit business models that can help you build an audience, a following customer base that can help you serve a particular market in a way where you will get paid in return. Because really, again, to reiterate, your earnings are a byproduct of how well you can serve your audience. Now there's two approaches, two approaches to building a business. If you're starting completely from scratch, there's two ways to do it, I've done it both ways. One, you start by sharing a message, establishing yourself, creating authority, building trust, building a tribe on a platform. What I mean by a platform is a place online where you can share that message and people can continue to follow you. You can collect their email addresses. You can build a brand around you and your expertise in a particular topic whereby over time, you will earn enough trust to serve that audience even further and getting paid for it with products, services, consulting, whatever the case may be. Again, it depends on the needs of, and the wants, and the pains, and the struggles of that particular audience. However, you've built that tribe, and when you do, it becomes very easy, relatively easy, for you to learn what it is your audience needs so you can serve them, and also what they would want to pay for. I will say, however, that building a tribe does take a lot of time. It does take time to build that audience to then be able to tap into and discover what products you could then create, but there are ways to do it faster than others. You could utilize relationships that you have. You can utilize other bloggers who already have that trust and do things like guest posting or guest podcast episodes or you know other things like that. We're not, we're not gonna get into traffic building, brand building strategies right now. I'm just gonna get into the kind of passive income generation models. But we're first talking about the platforms because the platforms that you create, whether it's a blog or a podcast or a video channel, anything where you are sharing content and building an audience in a tribe, that gives you the opportunity to create passive income for yourself. The blog, that's not a passive income thing. It is what the blog enables you to do. It is the idea of selling products on that blog or having that blog be able to uh, bring people into a sales page of some kind and, and all those kinds of things. So building a platform is not passive, but it gives you opportunities for passive income generation. Now, of course, there are different ways you can automate your platform too. You could hire writers or have other people on your team help you. I like to batch process what I do so that I kind of work hard for a short period of time in bursts then I have a long period of time to experience that freedom and that that flexibility in my schedule and all those kinds of things. Time management becomes very important when you're moving forward, especially when you have kids. When you have kids, you just determine that you want to make the most out of every second of the day so that you can uh, spend as much time with them as possible. That's That's what I've learned. Anyway, don't want to get off topic here. So building your platform, there's a, there's a number of different platforms that you can use. I still recommend either starting out with a blog or a podcast. I feel like a blog or a podcast is gonna be much easier, although it does depend on your personality. If you are not a writer and you struggle with it, like I said, you could practice. However, I know how a lot of you feel who struggle with writing, and it might not be the right platform for you. Whatever's most comfortable, writing, audio, or video. Some of you are definitely afraid of video. Some of you, that's that's your natural talent, so you might wanna start building a presence on YouTube. However, I will say that you will need a website of some kind. There needs to be some web presence that is yours, that you control, and this is why utilizing sites like Medium, that's not where you're going to build your tribe, that's just a way to practice and also start to build a following, but you want your home base to be your home base, something that you can control. This is why I recommend setting up a website. If you wanna get started sooner than later, I have an affiliate link for Bluehost, which is the hosting company I recommend. I still use for a number of my little sites, uh, not for Smart Passive Income because it's since outgrown it, but it's shared hosting, very cheap. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash Bluehost, you'll get access to a special deal for you there if you're just getting started. So go ahead and check that out. But anyway, it's very easy. It's very easy to sim- s- set up a website and the website is important because that's your home base. And no matter where you end up publishing your content, whether it's writing on your blog or a podcast or a video channel on YouTube. You always want to bring people back to your website so that you can build that following. You can create that email list, which becomes a valuable tool for you and your business. No matter what kind of business you have, you need to be building an email list, and that's why I dedicated all of October of 2015 to email marketing on the SPI podcast and on the SPI blog and on SPI TV. So I dedicated the whole month to email marketing because I ran a survey. You know, I built this audience over time on Smart Passive Income, and then I did a survey and I asked, well, what are you struggling with the with the most? What do you want to learn, learn about? And more than anything, people wanted to learn about email marketing. So I don't have to guess anymore. And that's the cool thing. Once you build that audience, you can tap into them and harness the power of the collective group to understand what you can do to best serve them, whether it's through free content, like what I do on SPI or paid products or coursework or any sort of consulting you want to do. Whatever those struggles are, you can then create those solutions. And again, there's no guessing. You're not just building it and hoping they will come you've built that audience already and now you're serving them the best way that you can it's just a matter of understanding how and again we're going to talk all about those different business models that you can utilize when you build a platform and build that following everything from affiliate marketing to creating your own products to uh, coaching and coursework to group coaching and 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 book writing and all those kinds of things but before that i want to get into the second approach if you're just starting out now, I mentioned building the platform, building that audience first. That's the first approach. The second approach is one that I learned from Dane Maxwell, who was my guest in episode 46 of the Smart Passive Income podcast. If you, if you wanna go and listen to that later on, that's at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 46. That's how you can get to the show notes on the blog, no matter what episode you're listening to. For instance, this one, the show notes are available at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 192. So if you're just listening to SPI for the first time, Just keep that in mind moving forward so you can easily get back to the website. Anyway, in episode 46 with Dane Maxwell, he talks specifically about how to build a business with no ideas, no money, and no expertise. Sounds great, right? Well, might sound too good to be true, honestly. But when you listen to that episode, I'm gonna give you the gist right now. It's essentially calling companies, Small businesses specifically. You could do this with any anybody, but when you target small businesses, it's a good idea because they essentially have problems that they need to be solved and are willing to pay for it if it makes their lives easier. And that's really what it's about. You call small businesses, cold call them, and you just idea extract. That's what he calls it. You extract ideas based off of a conversation you have. You might ask questions like, uh, excuse me, sir, your pool supply business, uh, that's great. What is something you do every day that you just hate doing in your business? They might have an answer for you. What is something that if you had a magic wand, you can just change immediately in your business right now? They might give you another answer. And based on those answers, which you would hopefully dive deeper into, well, why do you feel like that? Have you tried a solution to that problem before? Oh yeah? Well, why didn't it work out? When you ask questions like that, it becomes very obvious based on those conversations what it is that you can create. And again, you don't have an audience at this point, but you are understanding about your target audience. And... Typically, this becomes a kind of software that you can use to create these solutions for these people, whether it's a web app or an iPhone app or an iPad app or something. A good example is, Dane talked about in the episode, a building inspector. A building inspector who would go to different buildings and inspect them with pen and paper and have to manually take pictures on the digital camera and then upload them into the computer and then connect them into the doc file and it just became this huge mess that you'd have to do every time he inspected a building. And so the solution was, this is, again, an idea that was extracted through a conversation with this building inspector uh, and a number of other building inspectors too along the way. The solution was an iPad app where you literally just fill in the blanks and if you need to take a picture of a particular part of the building, you use the camera on the iPad app. And it just became this really cool thing that these building inspectors are willing to pay monthly to get access to. And uh, it becomes this recurring revenue model. Uh, We'll talk more about software in a little bit, but this is just an idea that came from conversations with people in a particular niche. And again, they didn't build this audience, so they're building the product first, but they are talking to the audience at the same time, that potential customer, and actually getting paid for it too sometimes. You're actually getting paid to create that product up front by these people who are helping you actually build that solution for you. It's really cool. So again, if you wanna listen to that episode, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 46. Now, does this transfer over to information? Absolutely. If you find out, something that people need a solution for and you have that expertise, you have that knowledge, you are able to curate that information in a way that nobody else has before and you can get access to that target audience either through paid advertisements or by a connection through an influencer who has that target audience and their trust already, well, then you are able to create a product and sell it without having built that audience first. In a similar fashion, there are websites out there that are actually built to help people create products and also get those products and those, those things that people are selling in front of other people. And I'm talking about sites like Udemy.com. Udemy.com is a site where you can create your own online course or training. And the cool thing is, there's a number of users on this site already who are searching for certain tutorials. There's cross promotion between certain tutorials and, and courses too. And it allows you to, again, get paid for something without having to build that audience first. And, Course, you could build an audience over time as you create more courses on here. I know a lot of people personally who have done very well on udemy.com. Now the con of it is actually it's on another website and you lack control. And of course they take a cut of it too, but there's pros and cons to a lot of things online. And the cool thing is you don't need to build an audience in order to become successful on that platform. But of course it helps if you do have an audience already. Another similar site is something like etsy.com. Etsy is for physical products that you might create. Maybe you are knitting, you're a knitting expert and you create all these fancy knitting things or you build really cool back to the future uh, custom memorabilia. If you do that, call me. If that's the case, then you could sell those things on Etsy and Etsy will uh, give you an opportunity to be found through the search engine or cross promotion or any, any other way. And of course, as a byproduct, you can also build an audience on that particular platform too. But like I always keep saying, it's good to have your own website, a home. Even if you sell and have a following on any of these other sites, always bring people back to your home because you need to control your customers base and your emails. So just keep that in mind. But again, that's the second approach. You are creating something and putting it in front of people in some way, shape or form as opposed to building an audience first and then figuring out what they need and serving them in that way. Both work and I've had, I've experienced both and both are enjoyable. So again, it just depends on what works for you. But again, we haven't even gotten into any specifics yet and we're gonna talk about a lot of specifics in the next couple episodes. So I wanted to end with something that is specific and something that I've done and have done over the past five years that has become very successful and very hands off at this point. And uh, this is similar to building a platform. However, it's building a platform in a way where there's a stopping point. And it's a stopping point because it can be a static website that has all the information it needs to serve that particular audience. This isn't going to be as successful as potentially one that continually updates, that continually creates new content because the more content you create, the more opportunities you have to be found on search and the more opportunities you have to be shared and all, all those sorts of things. But what I'm talking about are specifically niche sites. Now, my definition of a niche site, which has actually changed a lot over time, but now... I feel that a niche site, if you wanna talk about niche sites, is a website, it could be created on any platform, it could be a blog, all of my niche sites are created on a blogging platform. However, unlike the traditional blog or a blog like smartpassiveincome.com, it is a website that is static, that has a finite amount of information that does its job. And by doing its job, I mean it serves that particular audience, giving them the information they need to then reach their goals, whatever that goal might be. So I have a number of examples of this. My first business, greenexamacademy.com, formerly known as inthelead.com, but it's now called greenexamacademy.com. And this website was built to help people pass the lead exam. The lead exam is, is an exam in the architecture industry that I took a long time ago, even before I got into online business when I was still an aspiring architect. And I took this exam and I created a website to help people pass this exam and this exploded. It took off became a niche site because it was for people who were looking to pass this exam, and I gave them exactly what they needed. You go to this website, it has everything one might need to pass this exam. Free information to help get started, and actually they could use that free information to pass if they wanted to. But also, I sold study guides and practice exams, and electronic versions of those too. I chose not to sell physical versions, although I did have a few people actually request the physical versions. A lot of people in this space were traditionally older. They were used to actually having physical books, but I refused to do that. And I said, first of all, this is an exam about being environmentally friendly. So let's save paper and have it all be electronic. But of course people would still print it out anyway. But the second thing is, you know, I didn't want to have to be a slave to going to the post office every time I sold a physical copy Back then when I first started there was no CreateSpace. CreateSpace is a uh, third-party application or company that you can use a service along with Amazon. If you had a Kindle book, you can also have print on demand physical books using CreateSpace. We didn't we didn't have that back then. And so I just chose to sell ebooks and it became a beautiful way to serve my audience to deliver an electronic solution to what they were looking for. And uh, I didn't have to be present at all in order for that transaction to happen because it happened automatically. And again, this opened up my free time. This allowed me to build smartpassiveincome.com at the same time. And uh, a lot of great things happened because I chose that route. Again, you need to choose what's right for you. You get to build your business in any way that you want. That's the cool thing about being an entrepreneur, especially today. You can build your business in any way that you want. And that's why I love... The fact that I'm re-recording these episodes, not only because everybody was like, can you give me some updated information? But because you get to listen to all of your options and you get to choose which ones you like and which ones you don't. You get to create your business so that you can create the lifestyle that you want. That's what this is about. On top of, of course, serving your audience. Again, that's the number one rule. Serve your audience. I cannot stress that enough. And that is the most important rule. Serve your audience and they will serve you back. So greenexamacademy.com, very niche for people passing this exam. And only a finite amount of information was needed. I, I, I could have just repeated things over time and added a lot more things, but then I would have been doing my audience a disservice. The site had exactly what it needed to have to best serve my audience. And because of that, Google ranked it very high. Because of that, people started sharing it. Because of that, actually, the USGBC, the United States Green Building Council, certain charter websites for different states, Listed my own website as the top resource to help people pass the exam. And it was a beautiful thing. And even today, seven years later, after I created that website, it is still generating an income today thousands of dollars a month. Now it has decreased over time because the industry has changed and has become saturated a little bit, but it's still generating between two and four thousand dollars a month. Back then, it was making twenty to thirty thousand dollars a month. But even still, I'm hardly touching the website at all. I'm maybe going in once a month for 10 minutes just to check on the stats and to see if there's anything uh, that I have to worry about. Typically there's not. And I do update the content every couple of years when the uh, USGBC updates their content anyway. So that's that. Now, I, I have a few more examples of niche sites that I wanna share with you. But before I go to that, let's talk about why the niche part is important anyway. I mean, think about it. The lead exam, hardly anybody knows what that is, except unless you're in the architecture or building industry. Some of you probably have never even heard of that, or maybe you saw it once, and on, saw a little plaque on the side of a building one time that said, this building is lead certified. Um, there's an expression I want to share with you, and that is, the riches are in the niches. Now, I don't want you to think that you'll get rich, and uh, I don't want you to think that it's an overnight success type of thing, because it's definitely not. But I love that phrase, because it's true. The riches are in the niches. You have to select a niche in order to succeed. And even when you do, you have to niche down because a lot of us go too big, too fast. You wanna go small and quick. And what I mean by that is, let's say you target the fitness industry. You wanna get into fitness. Well, if you create a website that's all about fitness, you're gonna talk about a whole mess of things, you're gonna have to talk about a whole mess of things in order to succeed with it because there's a lot of other sites out there already that are talking about them and probably have a large staff and all these other resources, a lot of authority already, and so it's gonna be very hard to compete. You need to find your niche within those niches that you wanna select because you're probably thinking too big right now, most of you. If you wanna select uh, pets, for example, well, which pet? Well, then what, what breed? All those kinds of things matter. Because you need to see if you're you're doing this building platform thing, or even if you're building uh, solutions that you don't have an audience for yet, or you want to go the product route first, you need to become that trusted advisor. It's it's hard to become that trusted advisor to people when there are so many trusted advisors out there for uh, those people already. It's much easier if you specialize. And the example I always use is the mall, the mall. How many different kinds of shoe stores are there? There's a shoe store for casual shoes or skating shoes, you know, vans or 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 uh, what's the other one? Um, Airwalk, right? And then there's a running shoe store and there's a basketball shoe store and there's a the sh- there's a company called the Walking Shoe Company, I think. Uh, there's one. There's uh, what are those Crocs? I mean, they're in their little stations at the middle. They each have their own specialty. This is as opposed to the uh, shoe pavilions or the Walmarts or the targets of the world. Now, if I am somebody who is interested in running and I'm a serious runner and I want to get the best running information and buy the best running shoe, where am I going to go? Am I going to go to Target? Well, probably because I go to Target all the time, but not to buy my running shoes. If I want the running shoes that I need, I'm going to go to the running shoe store. Actually, there's a store here in San Diego called Roadrunner Sports, and that's where I go to get my running shoes because they have the expert advice, they have the biggest shoe selection, and they have all the accessories I need to make my running experiences exactly what I want them to be. So you wanna be the running shoe store in your niche. Now even beyond that, you could get a little bit deeper. What if instead of a shoe store for runners, you had the shoe store for runners who were running ultra marathons? That's a different kind of shoe that they're gonna wear. They're gonna want longer durability and more comfort. I don't know. I've never run an ultra marathon. You could talk to Joel Runyon at ImpossibleHQ.com. One of my good friends here in San Diego, who's run, I don't know, a half dozen to a dozen ultra marathons. That's fifty miles or more. That's a different kind of experience. And so, if I was an ultra marathoner, marathon runner, or whatever you call yourselves, uh, ultra ultra man, I don't know, uh, you'd probably have a different mindset going into a place and would prefer somebody who knew exactly the same experiences you were going through. So again, you can get pretty deep and there's an article that I recommend all of you read. It is called 1000 true fans by a guy named Kevin Kelly. So look that up. 1000 true fans. It's going to give you information and give you a lot of inspiration because it's going to show you that you don't need six point, however many billion people there are in this world to fall in love with your product or fall in love with you. You just need to build your small tribe who is going to be there to support you, who loves what you do? Because when the math comes into play and the reason why it's a thousand true fans, let's say you had a thousand true fans who loved you for whatever it is that you did. Um, maybe you were the expert at ultra marathon running and you gave the best advice, knew where all the top races were, knew how to win each of them, and all those sorts of things. If you had a thousand people that love that information so much, they were willing to pay you $100 a year, just $100 a year, less than 10 bucks a month to get access to that information. 1,000 people, that's six-figure income right there. $100,000. And of course, the math is sort of arbitrary. It's just a way to frame this mindset. But the mindset is really, you don't need to build something that the entire world is going to use. Uh, If you do that, that's awesome. But if if you're building a business, you can start small because the riches are in the niches. And then you can build out from there. Now, I said earlier that I have a few other examples of niched websites. Uh, Another one is securityguardtraininghq.com. This is a website that I actually built publicly on Smart Passive Income back in 2010 to 2012. And it was at that point I created a website to help people become security guards. And the way I found out about this was through keyword research. I used a tool called, uh, back then it was Market Samurai. And Market Samurai still exists. It's a sort of an advanced tool that you can use to discover how many people are searching for certain terms and what the competition is like for those top-ranking websites in Google that serve that particular audience. And I found out that there was a big hole. A lot of people were searching for that keyword, security guard training, and not getting the information they needed. So what did I do? I created a website to serve that audience. Did I have expertise in security guard training? Not at all. However, I put myself in the shoes of someone who was looking for that information And I found out exactly what they needed to know. So to do this research, I literally called companies, security guard training companies, and asked them, how do I become a security guard? What is the process like? Through this, I discovered that there are different requirements depending on what state in the United States that you live in. And so I was able to easily fill out the website, 50 different articles, one for each of the states in the US with the step-by-step process of how to become a security guard in that particular state. And then all of a sudden this website started to rank higher and higher. And then literally within 73 days, I was able to rank number one in Google for security guard training. And the website through advertisements on that website was making a couple thousand dollars a month. And it has since been making a couple thousand dollars a month since 2010. You can actually look it up right now. Look up security guard training. And uh, unless major changes happen in Google, you'll see it right there at the top or very close to it. I also have a website at foodtrucker.com. .com, which helps people start and maintain their food truck business. Do I have a food truck? No, but I got connected with people who have food trucks and have been able to provide that information for people, been able to curate that information both through, this this one's unique because I actually found out through research and actual conversations with food truck owners that they don't have a lot of time during the day to read blog posts, but they do have a lot of time on the go while prepping or while driving to their next location to listen to podcasts. That's why I have the Food Trucker School podcast to go along with that. It came out twice a week for a while and it had, uh, I think, about 30 episodes come out and it's gotten tens of thousands of downloads and I've been able to sell product on that website too. A how to start a food truck uh, ebook and also a food truck growth kit for people and companies who already have a food truck to help them survive and thrive in the future. And so that's been really fun too. And those both, securityguardtraininghq.com and foodtrucker.com, the process of building those websites is it's all made public from the very first steps to where I'm at now. If you go to NicheSiteDuel.com, you'll look at the tab at the top. It says updates. That gives you the whole list of all of the things. If you want to follow along and see exactly how I built the websites, exactly how I created the content and the tracking of the rankings over time, it's, it's really fun and interesting. And uh, yeah, so you can check that out again at NicheSiteDuel.com. Now, we are at the 45 minute mark now. So I don't want to hold you too long because we do have two more episodes to talk about these things. And I think this is a perfect ending point because we've talked about a number of different strategies today, but a lot of the mindset of what goes into building a successful business, which is very, very important. And actually something that I didn't touch on very much in the first episodes where I talk about something similar, 15, 16, and 17. So I'm glad I was able to cover that today and hopefully put your mindset in the place that it needs to be. You need to serve your audience, but also there's a lot of different options for you to do that. And if you wanna make it passive, you have to create something that people are gonna come back to or at least there's access for people to come back to who need that information when they need it. And so in the next couple episodes, we're gonna get into the specifics. If you have a platform of what you can do to monetize, what kinds of different kinds of products and services can you create to serve your audience? We're gonna talk about the specifics of those and what it might take to get started, who it's for, who it's not for, and all those kinds of things. Again, this is a three-episode series that together are gonna help you figure out what works for you and what maybe doesn't work for you and how to get started and all that good stuff. So until the next episode, you can go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 192 to get access to all the links and the resources that I mentioned in this particular episode. I'll also link directly to the next episode when it becomes available. That's gonna be 193. So again, this is 192. 193 is coming and 194 also to round it out. We're gonna talk in detail about some of the more specific business models that you can use in the future too. Until then, I just wanna first off, thank you. And if this is your first time listening to the Smart Passive Income podcast, welcome. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this, listen to a few more episodes. There's a ton of great information that is all still relevant. My team and I have gone or are going into the past to update content. And uh, we're gonna do things like this more in the future too to keep and make sure that you're up to date on whatever it is that you need to know to grow and succeed with your online business. I hope you've been enjoying the free podcast content here. I'm really excited because it's one of my favorite things to do and I know a lot of you have already taken action from the content that you've listened to on the podcast. And if that's you, congratulations. Just keep going, please. It's one of my favorite things to see. But I also know a lot of you, and a lot of you have been telling me that you've been wanting more. You've been wanting additional information, some accountability, some hand-holding along the way. And so depending on what it is that you're looking for, what I would recommend is actually go to smartpassiveincome.com slash courses, you'll see the courses that I'm offering there that are paid courses but they're there to help walk you through certain processes depending on what problem you have or what issue or what thing you're trying to solve. Go there, check it out, you can see if there's a course available for you and where you're at in your business right now, whether you're just getting started and and you just wanna make sure you have all the right things in place before you actually devote a lot of time and effort into something, there's a course for you there. For those of you looking to get started with a podcast, there's stuff for you there and there's gonna be more courses there in the future and how do I come up with those ideas for the courses? They come directly from you. So thank you for all telling me how I can help you better. And if you have ideas for more courses that I can create for you, just hit me up on Twitter at Pat Flynn. Let me know or uh, use my contact page on smartpassiveincome.com. But again, check out and see what's available. Smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. That will be continually added to over time. So check it out. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening in. I appreciate you and I hope you got a lot out of this episode. I'd love to hear from you and what you think. And also, I look forward to serving you in the next episode, 193. Just head on over to the show notes for this episode. Again, go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 192 and I'll see you there. Thanks so much and uh, I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.